0: Trista Crick, Nick Ashu, Bet MGM tonight. Trista out in Portland. Oregon. Going to be a Big Ten team. <laughs> I, I still, it's like, so I will say this, Trista, as somebody that, I didn't go to Maryland, but like, obviously being in the area, growing up in this area, knowing a lot of Maryland alum, like they still struggle today with saying Maryland's in the Big Ten. So it's going to take you a long time to be able to say Oregon is a Big Ten team.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do it. <laughs> I just <laughs> I think I'm going to just opt out of that.
0: Just say they're like a Pac-10 team. Not even Pac-12. You just go to Pac-10. Remember the old days? and Just go from there?
1: Yeah, I miss when the Pac-10... You know, when I was a freshman in college, that was uh, Reggie Reggie Bush, that huge year that he had. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of Pac-10 that I remember. That's the kind of, whatever, Pac-12 now, I guess. Um, It's just very, very, very sad. Very sad. It feels kind of like... And maybe Bill, when he comes on and we talk with him, maybe he'll say that I'm just being very dramatic. But it feels (laughs) like it's the death of college football.
0: You know, I don't think it's, like, overly dramatic, though, because it's not – got to think of this. It's not just changing college football. It's also changing – uh, you know, all the other sports that are involved with this, too. It's just college football moves the needle because that's where all the money is. All right, we bring on Bill Bender. the sporting news covers college football for them, and uh, I guess it's been a uh, very quiet 24 hours or so for you, right? Not much, Not much going on, Bill, in the world of, of college football. I mean my God, just your reaction overall to everything that's happened with all of this realignment?:
2: Well, I, I was just on another call and, and they asked me about an article I did Wednesday, and I said Wednesday literally feels like five years ago. <laughs> um, it, it's that kind of, Today was one of those days, and I'm with you guys. I, I think some of me's like, okay, it's exciting, you know. But the other half is when you really sit back and think about it: was this a good day for college football to take a Power Five conference and rip it apart, and it's an entire region of the country, really, a hundred-year-old conference, and say it's a good thing? I don't know that that's the case.
1: Yeah, there's so many questions that I have uh, as a former, you know, I I went to Oregon, class of 08. um, So what does this, I guess, mean for the remaining Pac-12 teams?
2: All four of them as of now, right? So like (laughs) Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford, and Cal. And I think the one it's got to hurt most for is probably Stanford, because Stanford's not just a football program, it's got... One of the best overall athletic departments in terms of Olympic sports and those kind of things in the country. So I don't know where they're going to end up, and you know, you you start to wonder. Okay, will the Big Ten throw Stanford and Cal a life preserver and make it twenty teams? Will Oregon State and Washington State end up in the Mountain West Conference or the Big Twelve? And and those questions will be answered next. I mean, a conference is not four teams. I think we can all agree on that. So. We'll see what the next move is.
0: I'm looking at a headline from something you wrote yesterday: from Power Five to Power Two, which you wrote over to the uh, the SportingNews.com. And uh, it's, it we're at the point now where I, I guess it is like: do we see a point where these conferences just break off from the NCAA and kind of do their own thing? Is that like the next step here? Because I feel like that becomes the question of like: what's next after this?
2: Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. You wonder if this power two structure is healthy for college football. And I heard you guys kind of talking about it before I came on. It's it's going to take some getting used to for some Big Ten people uh, both ways, not just for you as an Oregon grad or the Washington fan out there. I mean, I grew up in central Ohio. I've been around the Big Ten my entire life. And I know some Big Ten fans that still treat Penn State like an outsider, and they've been in the league for 30 years. So... I think that's part of it. The SEC and the Big Ten, the more schools they add and if they push this to twenty to twenty four teams, you're leaving out seventy percent of the schools in the FBS. I think about that. Like what sport can operate successfully when seventy percent of its members don't matter as much as the other thirty? Now some of my NFL friends would argue, well that's how the NFL works, but you know, I watched Indianapolis be a major market when Peyton Manning was there for a decade and a
1: half. So I'm also curious about the rivalry games. How do we continue to keep uh, the Apple Cup and the Civil War intact while, you know, maybe those two teams go to the Mountain West or maybe one of them gets rescued. Um, because that's I was telling Ashu this in, before you came on last segment, I watched a, a Washington State fan po- like throw a Washington <laughs> fan's head through a window, car window, and the rivalry uh-huh. is so strong that a police officer in Pullman, Washington was like, yeah, you had it coming.
2: Yeah, that's that's the power of college football, right? What what it's taken away is some of the bragging rights, and and I think you know for an Oregon, Oregon State, they'll have to schedule that out of conference now. But again, I, I'm 43 years old, and I remember a time when Nebraska, Colorado was the biggest game in the Big Twelve, and now not, now Colorado has left and come back. Nebraska went to the Big Ten. They've never really been the same. Again, I grew up around Ohio State, Michigan. I heard conversations at Big Ten Media Day last week about the possibility of moving that game off the last week of the regular season. Think about that. Oregon, Oregon State, if it's played, chances are it's going to be like a week two game now. Instead of Thanksgiving. Right. So these traditions that you and I grew up with are going to change and the overall viewing experience of college football has already changed it's going to change it's all going to be geared toward the 12 team playoff and that's that's tough I mean that's tough in some ways I'm excited in some ways but at the end of the day I think I feel like everybody else where there has to be an uneasiness when like I said you see an entire power five conference be ripped apart from what Colorado was like 10 days ago
0: yeah, and we've gotten to the point now where you just it's its just been, like you said, you, you kind of can't lose track of what day it is given the fact that this – I mean, even this morning we were hearing that you had, like, Arizona staying and then they're not going to stay. So things have changed within, like, the last even few hours or so. So, I mean, I guess you've kind of you touched on this a little bit, but I want to go a little more into it. I mean, in terms of now the future of the Pac-12, like, do you think that there's a chance they could still pull schools from other conferences, or is this a point where they may just end up having to disband?
2: Well, or they could grab some Mountain West Conference schools and call it, you know, the Pac Mountain or something, and (laughs) they could still call it the Pac-12. Maybe they could get to 10 and and go from there, but, you know, what schools are those? You're looking at a Boise State, San Diego State, Fresno State. There's been some fascination with UNLV. Maybe you go outside of even that conference and take a hard look at Memphis, who was a borderline Power 5 school that I thought might get picked up by the Big 12. So, I mean there's still a future for west coast football i I keep using the analogy it will probably resemble the whack from the 1980s that had (laughs) byu and san diego state which was fine on its own decent football good players i mean marshall falk came out of the whack but as far as the pecking order of being a power five conference it was nowhere close to that
1: is this the end of bowl games Because the Rose Bowl was one of the most, you know, storied bowl game, and that's Big Ten versus Pac-10 and Pac-12 conference winners, and now obviously that's just not a thing either.
2: Yeah, the Rose Bowl is a tough one because obviously USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, those were popular Pac-12 champions. There was so much history in that game. I still remember the first Rose Bowl I got to go to and it was amazing. It was amazing it was literally amazing just to walk down the tunnel and, and feel all that history that you grew up with of Archie Griffin and Charles White and you know later in the 90s guys like Tyrone Wheatley and and so on and so on. So yeah, its importance is going to change. I've always proposed that the Rose Bowl should be part of the college football playoff every year and maybe even in the championship rotation. I mean the best game we've ever seen in our lifetime I would contend was Texas and USC at the Rose Bowl and Vince Young running to the pylon I haven't seen a better game than
0: that talking to Bill Bender BetMGM tonight uh, we haven't really talked about the SEC which used to be the conference right that was just the dominant college football conference like could there be a chance that they maybe go out and poach any other teams or do they just stay at 16 at this point
2: I think they're good right now. I think there's a reason Greg Sankey has stayed out of this rush. Now, again, though, if you look at college football in terms of what it's becoming, and it's an NFC, AFC, NFL type model, so what? Fox, CBS, um, NBC are on that Big Ten side, which would be, let's call it NFC for this side. That's your Pac 12 schools that they took, the Big Ten. And then ESPN is married to the SEC and ABC, or, uh, ACC. So maybe they combine some sort of combination there, but that's gonna take a lot of paperwork. The big thing holding the ACC schools, and you heard Florida State get very loud this week, is that Grant Rights deal that's locked in for 13 more years. So there's a lot of money involved there, but I think there's a reason why Greg Sankey said they're content at 16, because they have their region of the country secured. There's no, there's no team the Big Ten can grab from the South and pull the interest out of the South from the SEC.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that it, There's just so much to go on, but is this is this the result of one of the worst television or, like, network deals? Because the Pac-12 network was impossible to find. Mm-hmm. Was the death of the Pac-12 a result of that rights deal being created and bungled so badly?
2: I mean, in part, yes. Because, again, we haven't reached the streaming point part of college football yet so the Apple TV deal was fascinating to me because if the Pac-12 would have went for it I mean I'll be honest I stream a lot right everybody does like what do you watch on regular quote-unquote regular cable TV anymore probably not much probably other than live sporting events Mm -hmm. you know so but it's Fox, ESPN, NBC, CBS that's still where the the big-time college football games are. I thought it was very symbolic at Big Ten Media Day last week when they trotted out Gary Danielson, Todd Blackledge, Joel Klatt to introduce some of the coaches. That's a statement to say mm-hmm. we have these guys. We have this network's our future's secure.
0: Yeah, I mean, we know that the TV deals matter so much. It matters in the NFL, it matters in the NBA, and it matters in 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 college football too. Notre Dame has their own kind of situation as we know as an independent for the most part and then you've got their own TV deals. Is there any chance somebody could try and maybe convince them to come to one of their conferences?
2: I've always thought that, you know, I've always thought, you know, at some point they would join a conference and maybe if the SEC and Big 10 pushed to that 24 team Barrier that they might join a conference. But, I mean, the reports yesterday, and you saw them from Pete Thamel and others, that Notre Dame's fine with its, its independency. I hope I said that right. And then – Sounds good. They, oh, uh, right? Yeah, yeah good, good enough. Good <laughs> enough. And they're going to get their money from NBC. I've always said, you know, if you have a network that's willing to do that for you and then you have a conference that's willing to give you five games – and you can still schedule other games and the fact that NBC has the Big Ten and Notre Dame means whether they like it or not they're going to cooperate and create matchups with each other that Notre Dame can probably still sit there as long as they have a free and clear access to the college football playoff they did it twice in the four-team era now they did it one year as a one-year ACC member and that was really awesome by the way so I, I think they've found ways to make it work for Notre Dame and. I always chuckle when people say they're irrelevant because they'll never be irrelevant because we always talk about them in these kind of discussions.
1: Bill, how do you think the conference realignment will change how these programs design uh... how they want to play right the pac twelve has always been a really fast uh... type of offense you know, the chip kelly era the guys that they got were leaner faster and you know going to the big ten kind of feels like maybe you're going to get more of those midwestern you know corn and potato eaten kind of offensive linemen and like that obviously seems like it'll change how we bet and how these programs will will construct their rosters
2: well it might I mean I I look at Oregon and I see a program that in the last 20 years has gone into Michigan Stadium and routed Michigan when they had Dennis Dixon an Oregon program that two years ago never gave in nobody was giving them a chance to go into Columbus and win and and they went in there and won so it's can you do it every week how do you match up against a program like Wisconsin that's going to be huge across the board they've played some great Rose Bowls by the way Uh, as you know. And uh, and with Washington, again, I watched them spank Michigan State last year. They play them in a return game this year. So if any style of play matches up well, I do think those Pac-12 schools that have joined and the Big Ten, they'll play good games. USC and Michigan will be a fun game every every other year. Ohio State and UCLA will be fun. So in that respect, I'm looking forward to it because it will create some fun matchups and some fun new age rivalries there's a generation of kids that don't understand like I understand what USC and Ohio State really can be if you go back to the 70s and early 80s and some of those Rose Bowl matchups
0: yeah it's just going to be crazy to sit there and talk about a, a, a Big Ten matchup that involves USC in Michigan. It just—it sounds weird, but you know what? If it's a good game, it's not like people aren't going to be happy. The ratings are going to be great. People are going to bet on it, and it's going to be exciting. Bill Bender, the sporting news. Really great to talk to you. Thanks for giving us the time.
2: Anytime. Let's talk about some games next time. I'll talk to you guys soon.
0: Oh, cannot wait to actually yeah. talk about games. We're get, i mean, God—and the next year, just—it's unbelievable, Trista. Uh, I, I mean, at, at this point. We'll just have to embrace the fun, right? Embrace the fun. Uh, are you part of one of the most optimistic fan bases in the NFL? we got to study. Tell you whether you are or not. It's the Tonight.